Hey guys, welcome to the Concept4 podcast. I'm your host, Webster Mugavazi, and this is episode five of the podcast. Today, I talked to Mane McCullough, who is a horticulturist uh, based out of Amsterdam, and we had some really cool conversations. We talked about plant care, we talked about entrepreneurship and building a career that you love. We talked about identity, as well as the importance of connecting with nature. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation, and I hope you guys do too. But before the episode, begins please make sure if you like this podcast to leave a nice review on itunes it would really mean a lot to me and i would like for other people to hear the podcast as well gear up this is episode five of the concept Four podcast hey guys this is monet also known as the plant mom of amsterdam i am a horticulturalist and you are listening to concept Four podcast When we were um, filming with you, uh, soon to come for anyone listening, you said something that always stuck in my mind. You said, I found my hobby and I turned that into a career. Can you talk to that a little bit and how that process came to be for you? Um, Yeah, so it was, so plants in general was just my hobby for many, for a few years actually. it wasn't until I decided um, that I wanted to um, do something more or something a little bit different um, in, in my current career. Um, and that was uh, being a florist, or my current, my past career, I guess. Um, and that was being a florist. Um, and I really liked it, but I did want to do something that was a bit more um, better for the planet as well as just something a little bit different but relative um in that time of being a florist i was um collecting plants or just being around plants really um but it wasn't something that i had my focus on it was just something that was around um so most flower shops sell plants and uh yeah so that's pretty much what it what i was doing um and It wasn't really until I like bought my first plant um, that I realized like, wow, okay, this is what I want to do. And from there, it was just trying to find like a way for me to to do whatever it was that this plant had told me to do. (laughs) (laughs) So the plants came to you. The plants came to me. And it it was, uh, (laughs) yeah. No, I had just got my first apartment and I was like, oh, I should buy a plant, you know. Right. And what was that shift like going from, I really love doing this thing. I love plants. I love being around them. I love taking care of them. Um, but I also want to make this uh, how I make a living. Um, how did you then start thinking from a business perspective? Did you have a business background uh, or was it something that you kind of picked up as you went along the way? Um, I went to school for business. So fashion business, essentially um, business nonetheless. Um, so I did have a background in, in, in that. Um, but I wouldn't say that I really wanted to pursue, um, entrepreneurial things until I moved to Amsterdam. Um, while I was in New York, I was, uh, kind of just searching for a way for me to learn more. Um, like, of course there were sort of, uh, certification courses and things to do in that kind of nature. Um, but in terms of like on hand experience, I really wanted to see what was out there. 
Um, so I started applying for different jobs and yeah, whatever came up that had to do with like horticulture or gardening or anything. Um, I was kind of just going for it. Um, and then it wasn't until I found like one specific company where I was like, okay, this is the future. This is the future of plants and, and gardening and, and things. And that was kind of like the inspiration that I had to um, create my own, um, not necessarily like to copy that, but to, uh, it was just like kind of an awakening of this is possible, you know? I, I could, I could totally speak to that. I remember, um, uh, the first time, cause I, I, I kind of liked films, uh, when I was a lot younger, but I never thought about the fact that people have to make these in order for you to watch them. Mm -hmm. It was always this thing that I really enjoy. And it's just part of your life. You know, you buy DVDs and then you watch them, you enjoy them. And then that's kind of it. But then one time I saw a behind the scenes film mm -hmm. showing uh, sort of like the directors and the producers and the sound recorders, the cinematographers, all the lights behind the scenes and how they were putting these scenes together. It was actually for Harry Potter, like one of my favorite films. <laughs> um, and I was like, whoa, that is amazing. And it's something about being exposed to that at an early stage that mm -hmm. kind of changes a shift uh, in your mind. And you go, oh, someone does that and yeah. I can do it too. Exactly. <laughs> Which is super cool. Um, so so I, 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 uh, that totally resonates as well. Um, so you are in Amsterdam now. Uh, mm -hmm. you, did you, you didn't always live here though, right? No. Um, you moved in 2018? Yes. Okay. This is this is great. I moved here in 2018 as well, uh, mm -hmm. but I am not making the strides that you're making in business. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. You gotta what get you're into the plant game, man. You gotta get into yeah. the plant game. <laughs> what are you smoking? <laughs> I need some of that energy. How do you stay on top of things and manage um, between doing the workshops, uh, running your business, uh, putting out content, all of that? How is that working for you? Um, I mean, 2020 has been an, a very interesting year um, because at this year I thought I was just going to kind of continue those workshops and work towards um, uh, some newer things. Um, but then I stopped doing the workshops. Um, so it's given me a lot of opportunity to develop other things, um, which I am very fortunate for. Um, but how do I stay on top of everything? I literally don't. Um, no, <laughs> I mean, I try yeah. to definitely put my focus and my energy into things that I see as fruitful. Um, I'm at a point where now I'm in going into almost two years of, um, plant mom and I know what I should be saying yes to and should be saying no to. Um, when I was first starting doing workshops and things like that, it was just like, yes, 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 yes. Um, and not a lot of those things kind of worked in my favor. So yeah, I guess it changed a lot, um, how I stay on top of things or how I do things. And it constantly evolves um, and it'll never stop. What you said about saying yes to everything, I feel like that's something you kind of have to do when you're starting because you don't know what it's going to lead to. Uh, and each yes, even though it might not be the best opportunity, mm -hmm. um, it might teach you something about yourself or your business that you otherwise wouldn't have had uh, the opportunity to go through, right? Yeah, exactly. What are some of the lessons you've learned along the way, uh, just from running your own business as a solo entrepreneur? Um, you didn't start out with a team, right? You said one lesson? <laughs> the many lessons. The many. Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you three. 
making the the time for myself especially when you are in a different place you're not really surrounded by the same types of people that you grew up with or your long-term friends and things like that and i think that is a very unique experience for myself um but even when you're starting or being a solo solo entrepreneur it's extraordinarily isolating um because you have so many ideas um and you want to pursue so many ideas um but at the same time you're not really having that community sense or or uh, someone to kind of bounce those ideas off of like you know all of the mistakes and maybe not all of the mistakes but some of the mistakes I look back on and I think I could have avoided a lot of things if I wasn't a solo entrepreneur um but at the same time the strides that I've made is because I'm a solo entrepreneur so it's just yeah there's there's no perfect way to be a business person um but yeah there are just a lot of different uh uh struggles and good things that come out of your position there so making time um for yourself uh really helps kind of dive into understanding your creativity or understanding your ideas because if you're always just going 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 ideas 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 you're never going to be able to step back and say wait <laughs> is this idea yeah. going to work is this suiting mm-hmm. me um and yeah so that's one of one of my long-winded uh lessons <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 that's a good one Self-care. Um, yeah, the self-care in a sense where you're talking about business because self-care can be stepping away from that. Um, but yeah. self-care within entrepre- being an entrepreneur is also something that is not really talked about um, mm-hmm. as often as it should be. Um, yeah. Second one, walk, don't run. Um, okay. Take your time. Right. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's literally okay to just take your time and develop. Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially when you're um you're like you said you're um someone who's come from a different place and you're in this new world and the the instinct is I need to catch up. I need to start making money. I need to grow. I need to be massive. Right. And all you're seeing about other companies, you know, whether it's in the news, the magazines you read, uh, the people in your digital circles mm-hmm. uh, is, is progress, 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 mm-hmm. new connections, um, uh, new endorsements, all this sort of stuff. And sometimes it can feel, at least from my perspective, um, like you need to do more. Mm-hmm. But you can't do more, <laughs> you know. Um, you cannot. Like you yeah. are at capacity, and that is okay to say. Hmm, actually, no, I'm at capacity. Can you tell me about the design element of your business and how that works? I go into spaces and I make them green, essentially, um, but in mm. in a way that works for the business, um, not just putting plants in because it's pretty. Really, being able to. Um, kind of pair the right plants with the right kind of light as well as taking in how that plant can complement the space Um, for people or for anyone a normal person I hate to say that Um, but for for regular consumers um, I really uh, coach that you should 
pick the right plant for the right space. But when you when you're adding like a layer of design to it and really enhancing a space, even a public space, or sometimes even just an office space, um, it really needs to speak to the room. Um, and that's what makes it a little bit more interesting. You can find things, you can pair things, you can use things that a, a normal consumer would not um, choose for themselves. Um, so that's like design in a sense, um, really being able to dig and find the things that complement the space the best. Nice. And from a creative perspective, um, let's say you uh, you have a new client and you walk into the space. What are the things you're looking at and looking for in, in order to be able to inform your decisions about how you're going to design it uh, with plants and such? Uh, so the first thing, of course, I look at is their light because you can go into the most grand space, but if they have shitty light, then it is what it is. Um, the second I'm looking at is the colors in the rooms. So I'm looking at the floors, uh, the tiling, how those things are like reflecting light as well. Um, so if you have like a very dark kind of space, um, a moody kind of space, I'm not going to be uh, looking for like bright or, or even white pots and things. Um, I'm really going to be looking for the things that complement the, 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 the colors in the room, um, as well as functionality. Uh, do you have high ceilings, low ceilings? Do you want things to grow wide? Do you want something large but not too tall? Um, on Instagram and most of my socials, I, I often post like really large plants and really like grand things. Um, but that's not everyone's reality. Um, not only for just having the, the ceiling space, but also having the time to maintain that. Um, so yeah, so there's those, those are the three like most important elements. And then of course, um, the, it should have been actually the first, um, most of the time when I am cons consulting, uh, with people, I really like to get to know them in a sense. Um, and yeah, just ask questions about like what you do or what, you know, yeah, it's just making casual conversations so I can yeah. help pair the plants as well. Um, I think yeah. that's a that's also a big part of it. Because you said something really interesting when we were working together, which is that uh, different people have different plant personalities. For Can sure. you speak to that? For sure, plant personalities. Um, so some people like more is more. The bigger the leaf, the darker the green. The more it takes up space. Um, some people like quantity, so a lot of plants, a lot of different types of plants. Um, it's kind of funny. Sometimes I try to, uh, when I'm just walking in the street, I'll try to see if the person walking the dog matches with the dog they're walking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try to do that often with my dog. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I oh, think yeah. I think I think you match. Yeah, yeah, we definitely yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we we're two different colors, but we have the same eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. I, I concur. <laughs> um, so uh, with plant care and the world of horticulture in general, are you seeing um, a shift in the amount of um, attention that the industry is getting lately, at least with regards to climate change and people trying to live more healthy, sustainable lifestyles and self-care and all this sort of stuff that's kind of uh, in the periphery of, you know, plant care um how is it changing uh for you right now um it's crazy actually <laughs> um <laughs> it's been really really insane um not only for my personal business but also for um 
yeah, media and in the world. Essentially, there are more and more people um, who are more conscious of their environment, um, uh, not only being sustainable, but to actually be sustainable, like sustaining life instead of your toilet paper. Um, yeah. And, and, and yeah, it's been a, it's been a big push, um, for, for horticulture and just plants and planting and urban gardening or whatever you want to call it, um, for about five years now. Um, but I think the, uh, the pandemic or the current pandemic has helped people, um, kind of get back to, uh, kind of like a grassroots mentality. Yeah, I, I've noticed that as well. I think a lot of people, because of being, you know, cooped up in your home, you kind of go back down to basics and to stop trying to get work and do all this stuff has really helped me think about what's important to me mm -hmm. and has shifted my idea of what like a I suppose a healthy lifestyle uh, should be mm -hmm. in the first place yeah definitely I mean for me that's always been my my thing and not always but for the past yeah, seven ish eight years it's been my thing um but it's nice to see more and more people as well as like the engagement between people I think it was really cool um of course when I started getting into it several years ago but um now that there's just so much more engagement people are like really creating friendships out of like plants Right. like you know i i have like a lot of e-friends and i i think of them as my actual like whole friends like if i went to their city 100 <laughs> yeah. we are going to see each other um yeah. and it's it's a safer safer way it's almost like um oh, uh, what is it called like aim chats when you used to just talk to people but now you have oh, a yeah. purpose of talking to them <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> instead of just like having random conversations like <laughs> are you in the yeah, chat yeah, room yeah. today um <laughs> but now it's, it's like how are your cucumbers how is this you know it's like yeah. there's a lot of engagement um which is really cool can you tell me about any cool projects that you've done recently uh that sort of uh give an example of the type of work that you do one of the projects that really stick out to me um currently um because for me it has a lot of value in it um i genuinely like to work with more people than i do offices and more structured environments. I'm not saying that I'm against doing it, um, but I find a lot more value in it. Um, uh, but the most recent one was actually in Amsterdam City Center. Um, and it wasn't that many plants, but I created, um, um, what do I say? Ooh, wall, a wall of plants or a growing plant wall. Uh, I attached some plants to a wall and it looked good. <laughs> I don't know how to say this right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes simplicity and it is key. looked really good. Um, yeah. No, and I also gave them a nice, beautiful tree. Um, nice. Some things in the bedroom, bathroom, and on their uh, terrace area. Um, yeah. And it was such a great touch. Like, not to toot my own horn, but it was like really, I felt like really, this is, these are the projects I want to continue doing. Um, not necessarily going in and just putting a whole bunch of plants everywhere. It's not something that I do. Um, but really being able to stylize and, 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 and yeah, and use their space as my canvas. <laughs> nice. Since seeing some of your work and doing research into um, uh, like green design and all this sort of stuff, I start to notice now different small elements that are in maybe like hotels or restaurants mm -hmm. where they're trying to include um uh 
plants and uh, I suppose nature as part of the 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 design of the space, mm-hmm. right? There is, of course, like this push to go into nature, be a part of nature. But what I really think is that we are coming into a part of our human history where we're actually uh, trying to identify ourselves. You know, um, we went through many years of like industrial uh, uh, development, engineering and things like that, where we were trying to develop and develop and develop. And and the individual self was not being realized. Um, So now we're going into a point where everyone is just like realizing self, wellness, you know, essential oils, yoga, nature or uh, green uh, essentially is one of those things. Uh, and we want to encompass ourselves into everything that we can when it comes to that. Um, but what I really think that people are, are, are trying to um, uh, engage with or to, to I guess, embody essentially is, is this idea of nature. Um, but what it really is, is just the embodiment of nature that we see within ourselves or sometimes don't see within ourselves. Um, like a lot of the time, I find that people's biggest problem with their plants is that they see their plants as other. Plants essentially are literally the exact same thing. They are living, they are breathing, they have needs. They yeah. have requirements, they need maintenance, they need schedules and routines. It's just like literally the exact same thing that we need. We need to wake up in the morning, we need to brush our teeth, we need to wash our face, we need to make sure we get dressed, we need to make sure we put on clean socks. All of those things are just a part of our our lifestyles. Um, right. And even though plants may have a different way of... Um, communicating that um i i just don't see any difference and the more that you begin to see yourselves within nature the more you'll realize that what you're looking for is just like self-awareness you're totally right we tend to see ourselves as separate from nature um and you know we are human and the animals and the plants are over there exactly Uh, (laughs) as if they have no nothing is similar we are humans they are plants we must be like them when essentially we are them we're just you know (laughs) just different and it kind of bleeds through everything including our language Mm -hmm. when we talk about you know oh the the world is going to end because we're not you know because we're putting all these gases and everything into the into the atmosphere Mm -hmm. uh the earth is going to die and it's like the earth is is not going to die. We're going to die. Of course. And if you've ever brought a plant back to life, you would realize that the world really does not need us. Like we know that, but there's nothing like seeing a plant live regardless of how you treat it to know that. Right. Like you can throw, you can get like a plant that was uh, messed up, has bugs, you haven't watered it in weeks. And for some reason, it still decides to put out a new leaf. Like, how do you do this? Tell me your secrets. Yeah. We're just going to throw this in. <laughs> I so I have a plant uh, that you gave me. It's still alive, by the way. Yes, um, plant. Yes, yes, <laughs> plant. Just one. Um, <laughs> I think one. Is, one is enough for now. It's it's quite a handful. I try to. <laughs> I try to make sure I water it. It's getting enough sunlight. You should see it now. It was like a tiny little little thing yeah. when you gave it to me. Now it has leaves on leaves <laughs> on leaves. <laughs> Do you have any tips for people at home who are afraid of taking care of plants? Perhaps people like me who in the past have, 
you know, you want to have some plants in your space and you've bought some, you've gone out to Ikea or wherever, uh, you bought some plants and then within a couple of months they die despite having tried to take care of them. Mm -hmm. What are the tips you have for those types of people? Um, It will happen regardless. Um, The first three days, three weeks and three months of a plant is really like incubation period. Will it live? Will it die? We don't know. Um, in the in that first time, uh, people also also uh, often make their first mistakes: overwater, underwater, uh, poor light, all of these things. So, if you're having trouble with plants, don't blame it on the plant. Don't blame it on yourself. Just think smarter and approach the situation a little bit more smart. Um, you can start with simple tools like a compass on your phone, um, and and just look at the direction of the light. And how it comes into your space, um, and that is an easy, easy way to know. Okay, I have a lot of light or no light at all. North facing light, you don't have much. South facing, you have a lot. Um, so those are just like some of the the easiest tips. Like just really begin to understand your space. Um, the second one um, that often happens again in those first three months is maintenance. Um, plants, yes, essentially you can just water a plant once a week for the rest of his life and it'll be fine. Um, but what if you travel? What if, Mm -hmm. you know, you work late hours and things like that, like understand what your expectations or what your needs are too. Um, just because a plant is beautiful and you know, it's high maintenance or you don't know it's high maintenance or you learn that it's high maintenance you probably can't take care of it. It doesn't matter if you have the perfect light or the perfect uh, 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 space for it and it goes perfectly, you know, if you can't care for it, what's the point? Um, So yeah, so beginning with uh, understanding your space and understanding who you are as a person um, can, can help you. Uh, I have loads of plants at home. You've seen my crazy plant collection. Um, But my plants understand, or I choose plants that understand, I'm not going to be out here watering you guys every freaking Sunday for the rest of your lives. Sometimes it'll happen on a Tuesday. Sometimes it'll Mm -hmm. happen the following Sunday. And I need plants that are going to be down with me. It's like choosing friends. Yeah, literally literally choosing friends. You got to weed the ones out. Sometimes you just got to weed them out. This plant is not for me. I got it. And I just couldn't handle, it was always dry. I always missed the day. And like sometimes, you know, we just didn't click. So I moved on to this one. This is dope. She don't give me no problems, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Uh, I think this is going to be the title of the podcast. Plants are like friends. (laughs) (laughs) So for people who don't yet have plants or are thinking about buying plants, what are some super basic, easy to care uh, types that you would recommend oh, low maintenance gosh. friends um of course you have the uh the pothos plant that's like one of the common names for it um that one is is pretty like you know it's it's hard to kill it's not like you can kill anything um but it's generally a little bit harder that one is probably the easiest plant ever it's a great learner's plant as well um you can learn a lot about like how to care for your plants how to communicate with your plants um because if it is pretty dry or getting to a point where it's really dry it'll become like sad and droopy and then you realize okay it's day 10 uh and it's sad and droopy and you know i should give it some water so then you know okay boom that's how i water this plant 
Um, so yeah, it's a great starter plant. I don't really say easy or hard because yeah, whatever. Um, you can kill literally any plant if you try hard enough. Those those are kind of tried and true. Um, the next one is going to be your Sansevieria. Uh, Sansevieria is the oldest of the oldest fashion plant. Um, not my fave. I don't. It doesn't really do much for me. They're slow growers. Um, yeah, those are quite easy. There are tons and tons of varieties of them, and some people, yeah, some people like them. Uh, and the third one would be the most beautiful uh, ZZ plant. Um, there is several different types of it. Uh, some that are super green, and that's some that are that can even turn like a deep dark black, like a true black. Um, and they are—I wouldn't say they are unkillable um, because if you do give it too much water, they are very killable. Um, it's a great plant for people who want very low maintenance. Um, so yeah, so those are my top three. I'm surprised cacti aren't in that list. Because cacti, you need an extraordinary like amount of light. If you lived in California, cacti would be your thing. But we're right. in the Netherlands. Um, <laughs> no. um, they're also like cacti and succulents. They just need a lot of light. So most people don't have the, the right light requirements for them. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's going to die. Whether you don't care for it, don't give it enough water, give it, it's just going to die. Interesting question. Uh, and one that always shocks me. How many plants do you have? I don't know. A lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like looking around as, as, we, as we're having this conversation. Some of them are very dry. Um, 50 plus? Yeah, for sure. I would say like 50 plus. 150 more yeah. more than 150 yeah, plants. Yeah, yeah. that is a lot yeah i don't know how you manage to take care of all the plants also because i don't understand them and also run your business <laughs> and have <laughs> a social life <laughs> yeah most recently my plants have been i've been like transitioning into like more hydro stuff because i just don't have the time anymore um right. But it's a slow transition. I think I want to like just put all of my plants either into like I've been mixing planters a lot, um, cool. just starting to combine things because it's nice having loads of plants. I, I enjoy it. I just don't like having individual pots everywhere. It's like just starting to get to me. You strike me as someone who fully embodies uh, what they love and what they believe in. Uh, I think plant mom as a name uh, is evidence of that. You're, you know, you got loads of plant tattoos. You got literally hordes and hordes of plants in your home. Uh, and this is your business. Can you speak to, you know, the value in in really taking up the identity of uh, of what you do as as an entrepreneur um, and ac actually as a as a person in the world as well? It takes a lot. Like sometimes um, I know that I am truly embodying what I believe in uh, when it feels uncomfortable. Sometimes it's like so easy to slip back into the box of this makes me comfortable, thus I will do it. Um, being constantly uncomfortable and constantly challenging yourself in, in what you're doing, um, whether it's sending that risky email, you know, no risky text, but send that risky email, like ask someone if they want to collaborate with you or, mm -hmm. um, you know, try something new, like maybe spend, spend a couple uh, 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 euros on a plant for, for content or things like that. Um, 
just being able to to not saying like financially uncomfortable, but like <laughs> um, yeah, like just just always being able to challenge yourself um, can really help you recommit over and over to embodying um, what you believe in. Can you tell me about planthood? I can tell you about planthood. <laughs> I can. Um, I'm glad I asked. <laughs> it's it's so weird to even like hear it. I think the first like three months is just gonna be weird to hear. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so Planted is my newest venture. It is a store, an entire store, um, located in Amsterdam West in the Barges. It is yeah, it isn't open yet. Um, we are still pulling things together. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a, a really different type of space. So I'm going to try to make it a different type of space where while I am selling plants, I do uh, focus on the service of selling the plant. Um, I want to really make sure people are making the best decisions when they are buying things, um, as well as teach people about, it's not about, you know, watering and putting the plant and repotting the plant. It's about how you treat it, the soil quality, um, you know, buying good soil. I think that is the hardest thing for people to understand. Like you can buy a really great plant and if you buy cheap soil, you know, it's like buying a really good coffee machine and then putting cheap coffee in it. That's not fair. Um, (laughs) So understanding like different types of soil and substrates and how to make your plant healthier. tools that are available to help make maintenance healthier or easier for you. Um, yeah, really be able to, to, to help people uh, with their plants, um, whether you have them or buy them from me. Um, just know if you kill it, we both tried. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We're in um, would you say this is the next big step for you um, as Plant Mom? Uh, the next like evolution of what you're doing, but on a larger scale? Yeah, it's definitely the evolution of what I'm doing. Um, but it is, I'm going to try as much as obviously I will be 155% involved with it. Um, it's, it's only a part of what I'm doing. Um, I will still be uh, designing spaces, maintaining spaces, um, as well as consultations and just being able to evolve that where I can still be me and still be a part of plants. Um, what, it, what, ma- what always made me kind of uncomfortable is that I was just like doing everything all the time, um, which can just just be an overextension and no longer uh, filled with passion. So now I feel like once I have this space, a lot of things will get easier for me as well as for the business. Um, but I'll also be able to still be plant mom and still have plant hood. And where can people find you online? Online, you can find me. Um, um, you can find me on my website, uh, theplantedmom.com. Um, you can also find me on Instagram, uh, plantmom.amsterdam. Uh, Facebook, same. And um, yeah, isn't that it? I mean, there are others. I'm on Twitter too, but I'll just be talking. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, if you want to follow me on Twitter, go ahead. <laughs> And on that note, Mane, thank you so much. This has been fun uh, and insightful. And yeah, I look forward to walking into the Planthood store and uh, making my second purchase. Yes, your uh, second plan. Let's get it. Let's do it. You know what I mean? It'll be exciting. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
All right, guys, that was episode five of the Concept4 podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, there was plenty for me to take away, especially with regards to you know entrepreneurship as well as taking care of your plants. I'm someone who likes to design my own space, and uh, I guess when you're introducing new things uh, like vegetation into space, you want to know like how much light do I need? Where should I place these plants? But anyway really good conversation if you like it please leave a review on itunes or share it with your friends anyway i hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week peace